Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chris. And this is Justine. And if you don't know us, we are the Cirillo family. And we have, uh, up to this point, had uh, a podcast that we did on a weekly basis for you guys. And it was centered around marriage and family and faith. And we took a little bit of a break. Been working on some projects together uh, for you guys that we were getting ready to launch. And now... As you can guess, we are officially live. Yay! And we are so excited. Um, It has been a lot of work in the making, and there's still a lot of work to do so that we can make things really great for you guys. Um, But this is the beginning of what is now the Your Marriage Story podcast, and we could not be more excited. Yeah, I think we started the podcast just like wanting to share our hearts and things that we're working on and our family and faith and marriage. Um, But then through that, we've just kind of honed in on what we're really passionate about, what we feel like God, um, I guess, wants us to be doing with this podcast and sharing with it. And so it's exciting to have even more like focus and direction and yeah, I th- I'm I'm hopeful that it, it will serve everybody that listens. Yeah, and I think one important factor too is we we really felt convicted. Um, as many of you know, the podcast was previously hosted on our, um, I guess you could call it like a ministry business page called uh, Chris and Justine, and we really felt convicted that like we want this to be about more than just our story and things that we're sharing with people. We want it to be about many, many other stories, including yours, if you're listening. And so part of the new context of the Your Marriage Story podcast is actually going to be um, bringing on, uh, hopefully around once a month, other couples that we know, we love and respect uh, to share a little bit about their marriage and their story and the mission that they're on as a couple and as a family and to really start to glean wisdom, glean experience, uh, and stuff that we can share with you from these other couples live on the podcast. And so yeah. that will be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about that because we have some really great people like in the lineup that yeah. will have some really great wisdom to share. Yeah, God has just blessed us with some incredible friends that just have... Uh, amazing marriages and amazing families, and and we couldn't be more excited to to insert them into this conversation with you guys. Um, we think it's going to serve you well. We think it'll be an exciting shakeup um, of everything as well. Um, with that being said, though, one of the things that is also um, comes along with that focus of um, kind of highlighting marriage stories and all of that is really that we wanted to completely change the um, website over to what is now your marriage story.com. And part of our process with that is going to be putting together resources for you guys, um, online trainings, courses, things like that. And we actually are launching our first, um, free live webinar on April 5th. That's a Sunday at 8 PM Pacific time. So this is so that you guys who are parents can get your kids to bed Um, You can maybe have a little date night. We're all here quarantined in our house anyways due to (laughs) good old interesting month coronavirus. And so um, 
we just wanted to give that away to you guys, and we're going to be covering uh, a bunch of topics that surround this concept of um, understanding where you're at uh, in terms of if you were to look out multiple generations, like where would your family be in two, three, four, five generations from now, assessing that, determining if that's really what God's called you to, and then making plans and adjustments and marriage mission statements and guiding principles and all of that stuff um, so that you guys can be confident that you're heading in the right direction as a family um, in regards to where God's called you to be. And so we're really excited about that. Again, that's absolutely free. That is just a way for us to kind of kick things off by giving away a lot of stuff that we've been mulling over and trying to figure out a way to get out to you guys. And so um, the link for that is in the show notes below. If you'd like to join us in a couple of weeks for that free resource, uh, we would love to have you. It's welcome or it's open, I guess, to all. All is welcome. Yeah, I think our big vision is like, your marriage story matters. And so like, what is that story going to tell as the future unfolds? Like what will your, what kind of story will you, will your marriage tell to future generations to the world? Um, yeah. 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 Story is really important. Um, I mean, it's kind of like multifaceted on one side story is, um, well, there's a whole slew of different stories that are out there. Like we all can think about if we were to say, what is the American dream? What's the story of American life? Like it's, oh, well, you uh, go to college, you get married, you have a kid, you have a career, you know, and then you have 2.5 kids, a white picket fence. Like we all know that narrative, whether that's kind of tongue in cheek now, it still is kind of like, um, like I what guess, we aspire to. Yeah, it's it's ingrained in the way that we actually function subconsciously in the United States. And so there's all sorts of stories that influence and direct the way that we do life. And kind of taking a brief look at like, what are those stories and how can I decide to live into a better story? And then the, the other facet of story is that everyone is going to leave behind, like Justine was saying, this like wake behind them. And what is that wake going to be of? And one of my favorite ways to highlight this that we heard from some mentors of ours is this story about Jonathan Edwards. Some of you guys know this story. Some of you know who Jonathan Edwards is, but he is a famous theologian. He's probably one of the greatest theological minds um, in the last, you know, 400 years. And he was well-known Number one, because they had 11 kids, which is insane. What year was that? Um, 1727 is when they got married. Was that more common at that time frame to have more kiddos? Um, I imagine, I imagine that, I mean, they, there was no birth control really. Um, so it's like you choose to, you know, have sex and trust God. You have kids. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, I think that's one thing is like they really lived into the reality that God said that kids are a blessing. Yeah. And so what Jonathan used to do is he would come home every night and he'd spend an hour having conversations with his kids and his wife 
um, mostly about um, God and and really important aspects to their faith. And then he would pray an individual blessing over each child most of the nights that he was home. And you look out um, about 150 years after his death, you trace all the lineage and you can see this wake of incredible things. So like of his lineage, there was a U.S. vice president, a dean of a law school, a dean of a medical school, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 60 doctors, 65 professors, 75 military officials, um, 80 public office holders, 100 lawyers, 100 clergymen, and 285 college graduates. Back in the, well, at this point, it would have been the 1800s, 150 years after his death. And that's incredible. But then you look at the comparison. Another guy that lived in the exact same time frame as him also lived, I believe, in the same city. His name was Max Jukes. And Max uh, was a criminal. And Max went to prison. And of his descendants in that same time frame, um, he had seven murderers, 60 thieves, 190 prostitutes, 150 other convicts, 310 paupers, 440 of these people were physically wrecked by addiction to alcohol. Mm -hmm. And that was just of the 1,200 descendants that were studied. um, And 300 of them actually died prematurely, even for the time and the age that they were in. And so you just have these two contrasting figures, how they choose to spend their time, how they led their families, how they were intentional, um, all of those things matter. And I think one thing that is very specific about Jonathan Edwards is he knew what God had called him to do, and he knew what his first responsibility was, which was his family. And so even this guy who's an incredible pastor, um, one of the greatest communicators of his era, ended up being, I think, the president of Yale or something like that. Or no, I think he went to Yale at like 13 years old. And then ended up being the president of another college, I think. I can't remember. But this guy's incredible. But he knew what God had called him to do. And he crafted rhythms and processes and plans and strategies and tactics within his house so that he could raise up incredible children. And this idea of this like five generation rule is what is really being looked at here. And that's like how a parent raises their child, the way that they run their home, the way that they are engaged in the body of Christ, the values they teach, the environment they create, all of this ultimately is going to influence not only their children, but four generations to follow, either for good or evil. And the challenge with this for us as listeners and even Justine and I talking to you guys is like, if you were to look out four generations in your own family, what would you see? Now, I hope and I would be willing to bet probably lots of money that no one listening is in the, you know, like prison route with Max Jukes and like is creating, you know, a family of prostitutes and murderers and thieves. But just because we're not like overtly evil doesn't mean that we shouldn't be more intentional about kind of grasping what God has for our family and then figuring out how we carry that out. Well, and I think the one thing that I noticed with him is that it didn't happen just by accident. 
like he was very intentional about cultivating um, purpose within his family and a vision for his children. And even like those prayers, praying over his kiddos or the, is that what it was? Prayers or? Um, yep. He prayed a blessing over blessing. his kids. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that that just sets a vision in their hearts for like how cool, like my dad believes in me. My dad sees this in me and is praying this over me. Um, just cultivating that purpose within your children's hearts to where then they go out, do the same for their children. Obviously they were all doing it for their own children as well, because you go down that many generations and see the impact that these people are making that his descendants are making because of him having a vision and um practicing that and um what would the word be like uh carrying it out yeah executing every day executing yeah on it. and on a daily basis just in simple ways yeah that i think that's the biggest thing that people miss is like they end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater in the sense that like you think about catching a vision for your family and creating this mission statement and having new direction. And you think of these grandiose things. And most of the time people fail because they, they implement too much too fast. And for us, what we learned um, with the help of some great mentors um, through some trial and error, through reading a lot and just studying family for the last eight years really is we've learned that like, you have to put the foundation down first. It's like when you try to build the house, it's like if you just bring this crew over to build a house as fast as you can and you are pouring the the foundation at the same time that you're putting up the walls and there's guys trying to hang the, uh, uh, what are those Drywall? called? Drywall? No, the... Uh, oh, rafters? Uh, yeah, oh. rafters, but I don't remember <laughs> what the the term is for I it. I don't but, know. Um, you're you're trying... Uh, tresses, right? <laughs> I'm I'm clearly not a contractor. My father-in-law is going to listen to this and just laugh, but I think it's tresses. Um, you know, if everyone's trying to put all the pieces together at the same time, it's not going to work. So what we the way that we've been disserviced as Christian marriages for a long time is here's this laundry list of things you need to do. And we are more convinced than ever that the foundational piece that's missing, that is biblical, that is set in place by God, and that is rarely ever talked about or addressed, is catching a vision and determining what God's mission for your family is. And um, we, we want to be careful to think about this because that is always connected to the local church. It is always connected to God's body. This is not an individualistic thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, um, God wants us to be business owners. Well, why does he want you to be business owners? What's the purpose and how does that connect to his will coming to fruition on earth? And I think that's really important. So we got to catch that. We got to understand why God put Justine and I together, what he has in store for us. And then we want to try to just be intentional with small regular, repeatable things that can help us to um, to move that direction very intentionally over the course of 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, not one month. 
And I think that's really, really important here. So our focus is how do we help you guys grasp hold of that? And some of that will be some teaching and some training. Some of that will be listening to other couples share their story and to just kind of hear the different ways that God uses families and what they're doing um, and how people are really like designing an intentional environment for their home and for their marriage and for the way that they engage with society um, from inside uh, the church body. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be, um, I don't know, just really helpful to couples or people that are looking to get married or people that have been married for a really long time, but feel like maybe they don't have a specific purpose or vision for their family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's some of the feedback that we've gotten just in the last week as people are signing up for the workshop that we're doing in a couple of weeks. We just asked for some feedback. Hey, what are you excited about and why are you doing this? And, you know, there was people saying, um, hey, we've talked a lot about mission statements, but we just never put anything in place. So it's we're excited to hear how you guys are doing it and to to maybe really put it in action for ourselves for once or um, other people that are saying we've always been intentionally investing in our marriage and our marriage is great, but we're always trying to see how we better protect it and how we um, better encourage our family and, and can create these, you know, intentional um, things that we do. And then there's other people saying, hey, there's really there's no problem per se, but we have been talking for years that we need to do something in our marriage to liven it to, to grow it to grow it yeah to encourage it to strengthen it um and their marriage is great and it, um, many of you listening your marriage is probably great too and ours was as well but we just felt like there was it's like you couldn't put your finger on it but there's something that's not the way that it should be well we just always wanted to be moving forward and growing and making sure that we were putting time and effort and energy into our marriage, especially now that we have kiddos and a lot of life revolves around that. Still making sure that in all of it, that our marriage stays solid, that we're staying connected and going in the same direction. Yep. And nothing does that better than unifying around a direction together. Like if, if this is never a conversation that you guys dig into deeply, then how can you be sure that your wife and you or husband and you are on the exact same page and you're going in the same direction? Cause for the last, you know, five years or 10 years or one year, how long you've been together, it, it may seem like that, but if you've never had that conversation, there will ultimately come a point when then there are some differences in the way that you're moving. And so it makes it really easy to make decisions, really easy to parent, really easy to determine how you are involved in the community. All of those things become really simple when you dig in and have these conversations. And so we're so excited. I, I got a message today from a guy that was like, you know, we've been married for 14 years and um, we're really excited about this. We've got a good marriage, but, um, you know, we've never done any kind of workshop for our marriage. And so we're really excited just to kind of see, Hey, what, uh, he didn't use these words, but like what, what blind spots are there or what, what things can we learn? What new perspective can we have in our marriage? And so we're incredibly excited. I hope you guys are too. 
Um, we've already got a couple of people that we are um, in the process of recording podcasts with so that we can have some of those marriage stories highlighted for you. Um, part of the new website is live. Like I said, you can click the link below to go and sign up for the workshop um, and stay tuned for these weekly um, podcast episodes to be launching on the new Your Marriage Story podcast. One caveat would be we are four weeks away from having a baby. So <laughs> if we go dark, we didn't get the coronavirus. We're probably just having a child and uh, <laughs> regaining our our footing and then circling back. So uh, if you guys want to be praying for us during this time, we would so appreciate it um, with everything that's going on. But uh, we are so incredibly excited. So with that being said, we are going to cut out tonight um, and enjoy some time together. But uh, we're looking forward to more of this and uh, we are looking forward to serving you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.